Blog Talk Radio. Clocks is eleven thirty. I uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm an hour. Or uh, the, the, fast. the blogcast people are in such a hurry to get us on the air that their their clock is running fast. Why wouldn't they be? I mean, yeah, well, every day we're growing. before we into before we get into too much further, I just want to throw this out there so I can get it out of my head before we. Uh, uh, move on. Uh, our former uh, podcast affiliation, well, yours more than mine, I guess, uh, has gone totally mad. They have, uh, you have fan issues, by the way, not the good kind of. I have what? Yeah, that's what you I was going to say. No, I have a fan. I can just move further away. That's what we try to do. There you go. Before we go on um, the air, but go ahead. Yeah, well, we didn't get a chance. Um, so I got booted out of the uh, fan group today. And I don't want to get into it too much, except that, of course, I can't uh, retaliate. Well, not retaliate, but I can't speak for myself now Now that they threw me out. So I'm just going to throw it on here, because I know there are actually a few boys listening, because they told me they are now that they saw I got booted out. Um, it's a sad world. When you go into a, a page and mention that somebody that you're working with somebody that you, they know, and they're so hurt by that that they have to throw you out of the fan page, that's just—it's just ridiculous. I never mentioned the name of the podcast. I didn't plug it. I didn't do anything like that. All I mentioned was your initials, which I had to mention because I was defending you from something that these guys were accusing you of doing that, uh, of course, you hadn't done. And uh, like I said, I made one comment. Somebody made a comment on my comment, you know, where it comes up in your notifications. I couldn't click on it fast enough. 
to read it, and I was already gone. So somebody, whoever it was at, at that place I shall not name, read my comment, and before anybody could even comment on it, they had booted me out of that group. Which is just the ultimate in sadness that you are so threatened or harmed by the participation I have in somebody else's podcast that you're you don't want anybody to know about it or anything and that you don't you don't exist. It's ridiculous, it's pathetic, it's childish and they can tell uh, you know who who I also will not name now because I won't give them the satisfaction of naming them that they can tell them I said it because what a pussy you are that that's your move. And with that, I'm done with that, and uh, let's move on to what we're here to talk about. Well, I can't move on because um, I don't know exactly. Unless you have, unless you've got I, something to say, in which case, say it. I haven't been there. Uh, I was a moderator or administrator or whatever the fuck they call that when you're when you can stop people and kick people out and all that shit. But uh, you know, we parted ways, and I got out of that group uh at the time it was myself travis Apple, scott cornish and brian last uh i think that was the four of us i don't think there was any others um so i don't know if if, if uh they've added any moderators or what have you it doesn't necessarily mean brian kicked you out uh doesn't mean the other two kicked you out it could be a new new addition fill my spot i don't know i'm just you know i i just yeah, well, that, I'm, I'm, uh, i will work from the angle of what the, 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 i still have friends in the group of course uh the only okay. two moderators are the two that were there before um one of which is a saint and the only way he did it is if he was told to by the head man and to be quite honest, that's about how I feel about the other moderator, too. I don't see either of them doing it without... I mean, I can't say that for 100% certainty. But I would like to think if if either of the two of them did it, they did it because they were told to. I haven't oh. posted on that page in six months. And suddenly one post in the middle of a gigantic pile of posts, and I'm gone in a heartbeat. Somebody saw my name and nuked me. Like I was on a list of people that should be nuked if I spoke up. Which makes no sense to me. But whatever. If that makes them feel better that they banned me from their little social gathering, that's that's okay. I'm not going to lose any well, sleep over I'll, that. Then. I won't spend too much time on it, but um, allegedly the... Uh, the the belief of some is that I I do parody accounts. The the theory was that um, the parody account that is aimed at that certain individual, which you know what I'm talking about, and so do they, um, that that there was a good possibility that that was either the Bolins or you, or or no. Trammell and and Levine. Because you were, and and the association was that they were doing it because for you, okay. Which I have added. Uh, okay, well that's not so, because I know it's not so, and you know, move on because that is not the case. So and that was it. 
Well, uh, I appreciate the defense, but I must reveal to the world that I am responsible for every parody account, including... Because you got nothing but time, baby. Including the one that was uh, screwing me over called TR Shockmaster uh, that used my pictures, went through 700 of my fucking photos and tagged people I knew and acted like they were me and said that, uh, like, Talaller, for instance, and said, you're a child molester. Um, There's a lot of weirdos that create parody accounts. Uh, And... In my case, specifically, the one that was made of me during my time there, they didn't even put that they were a parody account. They were actually trying to harm me. Um, the other one I had blocked that was a, 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 a busting on Brian, and that was because I brought it up to him because I fucking stumbled over a retweet from one of those many parody accounts. And I said, you know, there's a dude busting your balls. This is a conversation, and he's got a great memory. I'm sure he won't um, not remember this. Because I just know so idiots like that. You can't let them get under your skin. And I do let them get under my skin because I was going to murder whoever did TR Shockmaster. But anyway, um, (laughs) I I blocked the the fake Brian who ended up being the late brain. It's spelled brain with AI. A lot of people miss that. Um, They do. And I actually uh, unblocked him at that the uh, he talked to Bowen, whoever he is, and I don't even know who the fuck Denim Fritz is, but I talked to him too. Now, I mean, I always talk to Denim Fritz, but um, Bowen said, uh, "Late Brain wants to know why you block have him blocked when he's never said anything bad about you." And I said, well, I'm not a big parody account fan, especially when it comes to that show, because there are a lot of fucking retards. And that's what retards do. And, you know, if you have a problem with somebody, I think you should say, hey, I'm Tom Robinson. I have a problem with you. But that's only my philosophy. So anyway, uh, to think that I would even know how to recreate my own fucking Twitter, anybody in the know should know that's impossible. Uh, secondly, since I unblocked the dude, I, I've had conversations, a couple inboxes. Uh, his shtick is about lateness, and I was told, I, I refused to listen to that episode, that I was the reason the show was always late, which happened twice, admittedly, maybe twice, I don't know. But there were other times where, hey, you're ready, but Scott's not ready. Hey, yeah, Scott's ready, but you're not ready, and I'm not ready. I mean, it was a, we were a team. We were cool. I enjoyed it there. I have no, uh, you know, I, like I said, again, I refuse to listen to Tom's a schmuck and Tom is this and that because, you know, there's a part of me that will always like Brian last. I had a lot of fun with the dude. He had a similar sense of humor and all that kind of shit. And it was a fucking hell of a fun ride. But, uh, you know, things went south on Scott, a few little issues was, on my end. That was my problem. Like, I said what I said, defending you had nothing to do with 605, which, of course, now I'm Fuck it. I'm just going to say it all anyway. Screw it. That page was created for 605ers to talk about shit that's not about the 605. It says right on it. All right, somebody's running down my friend and coworker. I come on there, and I wasn't a dick or anything. I just said, oh, I happen to know this isn't true. Um... He'd be more than happy to tell you if you guys hadn't thrown him out of here, which I didn't actually say that, but I could have, I suppose. And then I, I said, you know, I, I know we're both happy 
doing what we're doing, and there's more than enough room in the podcasting internet world for the 605 to exist with what we're doing. No heat from us. 605 is a great podcast, always has been, probably always will be. End of story. Nothing more to say. And that got that got me booted. Well, well okay, maybe maybe you were on maybe you were on the no fly zone like Nate Bush. Uh, That's what I'm thinking. I I'm thinking realize. I got on the I got blacklisted somehow. And uh, I mean, I know they were not happy that I sided with. Well, not sided with, but that my participation in their show disappeared, and it came over to to our doing our own thing, but. You know, he always claimed he didn't care about that anyway, so I don't know how that hurts them. I didn't run them down. Uh, you know, I could see if I'd have called him an asshole or something like that. All right, fine, nobody really wants to read that kind of shit, but um, I didn't. Uh, I don't have – I mean, I was just asked. Like They're, they're running another I'll, – I'll get right to the nitty-gritty of it. They're running another thread on somebody else's page because, of course, they're all afraid – that if they speak up on the mothership page, they're going to get booted. So, so they're running a they're running a fucking thread somewhere else where they're all talking about it, and you know, and it's basically come down to like at least there's probably thirty people on here talking, you know, the same thirty that usually talk about everything, and they're somewhat, you know, like this guy said, he said, you know, I'm kind of puzzled. Why does the 605 have such heat for Tom? Tom has never said another word about the 605 anywhere, except on this show, which is, I mean, it's our right to say it here. We've never went anywhere else. We've never bashed them on their net, on the net. We've never went over to Bowling's uh, page or I, any of that, that kind of shit that we could totally have done. Correct. That's not totally correct. Um, I did early on when it was still fresh, and I wasn't, and I learned my own lesson. Uh, I went on those, that, those fucking Two retards. You're right, but you st- but you uh, still put that so, show even no, let me over. Finish, even let, let me finish. Page. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. I no. went on the two retards, uh, Brian Trammell and Lance Levine's show because I, when I was with six oh five, I wasn't allowed. And I'll give Brian last credit that he that he fucking pointed them out as retards, and I thought they were my old buddies, and they weren't that bad, and they. They just fucking used the the heat of the moment to draw their numbers up and then fucking bashed me and told me to retweet it, set me up, and did all this fucking backhanded shit. So, I mean, I I doubt they're intelligent enough um, to make anything uh, like a a parody account. Not that I am. I can't even fucking figure out how to redo my own. And who are the other ones that were the suspects? Um, Kenny and... Cat box. Well, Kenny actually uh, had some connection to Brain last because he's the one who told me to unblock him or whatever. And uh, I don't know. I highly doubt it's Chris, but I don't know. But I, I, I don't um, think so. But all I can say is I don't know either. But you, I can guess... you can finish this. Uh, but I'll say on my end, if you think that I'm not just that parody camp, but any, you're a fucking moron. You don't know anything. And that's about it. I don't do parody. I do Tom Robinson, TR Shock. And if I don't like you, I'll say it. And if I do, I'll say it. As me. Nobody else. I don't hide behind a gimmick. 
So, you know, take this it for what it's worth. This is my problem, and I'll end it with this. If they didn't want me in his, if they don't want me in their group, that's fine. It's his group. He started it. He has every right to put in whoever he wants and kick out whoever he wants. That's not my issue. My issue is if that is the reason is because your name got mentioned in that post, as this guy has put it, is it that bad that he you can't mention him and you're out of the group? Then he could at least have the balls to say that that's the reason. And then I'd go, fine, if that's, that's a stupid fucking reason, but if that's your reason, cool. But the guy who, for the guy who talks about integrity and friendships and all the shit he spews, he's a, a chicken shit. And now I've just got a confirmation that from uh, one of the two uh, moderators that it wasn't him. Um, now I, I'm pretty sure that it was the boss man. And whatever, like I said, at the end of the day, I don't care. I just think the way they go about doing it is childish and uh, ridiculous because there is no – I have no heat with those guys. I do now, <laughs> but hopefully I, I am wise and learn my lesson and just let it go. But uh, it's just stupid. It's a complete total waste of time, and we all should be uh, – we should all have something better to do with our time. And with that being said, let's move on and do something better with our time. <laughs> So what do you want to um, talk about? Go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there was a lot of a lot of shit went down today, but some of it I don't want to talk about because I'm pretty sure we'd like rather talk about it tomorrow. Um, the basketball game was was a pretty good game. Uh, the draft lottery had a couple of, uh, interesting twists in it, depending on how hard you follow the sport. Um, but I think we'd probably leave those for tomorrow. Uh, you had mentioned, and I wasn't quite sure what. Uh, what had happened there? What's the scoop with uh, CM Punk? Um, CM Punk is fighting in UFC 225. UFC 224 I have a comment on as well. Um, but because most people follow wrestling and MMA's dwindling audience, because their stars are all gone, I, I, I'll go right to Punk. He is fighting in 225, which for them, with their current roster of very light star power in Chicago, they are um, featuring CM Punk versus Mike Jackson, who have both have lost to Mickey Gall. And Punk's got more time under his belt, and he had the original octagon jitters, but Gall beat his ass either way. You know, it is what it is. But... The fact of the matter is, is when people say they're smart to the business, like wrestling, and I'm sure there's MMA people, they're 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 angry. There's a portion of them. They're like the dork fans of wrestling that are so mad that he's like fourth from the top in the order of the fights. And there's Holly Holmes beneath him, and uh, Rashad Evans, and you know. Former champions. There's, okay, there's several I see what you're... fighters. What's that? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the card now, so it's all right. I see where you're. I see where you're going with that. All right. Well, the point is, if you understand business, which I suck at myself, but at least I'm doing better right now. Uh, at 48, I'm starting to learn business. When the only guy on your fucking roster, who's Drew 
is CM Punk. I could give two fucks with John Jones out and with uh, George St. Pierre coming in after five years for one fight and God knows when he'll fight again. And Brock Lesnar, you have to cherry pick from the WWE every other year. And Ronda Rousey's gone. Conor McGregor's throwing shit at a bus, which was a work, you dumb fucks. Uh, <laughs> More than But anyway, no, I was. Because uh, he's fighting again for them. And et cetera. But you know, he makes maybe money. got a little maybe got a little out of hand. Maybe didn't mean to break a window, but completely he was there for a reason. Um but anyway, that's another topic for another time. Uh CM Punk is their top draw. He is not their top fighter. So the idiots that complained about his placement are the hardcore jerk offs. They probably don't even buy the goddamn pay-per-view. They'll probably watch it on a fucking pirate or go to uh, a sports bar. And the reality is, the punk being the cool dude that he is, I mean, some would dispute that, but he's actually a fair person. That, that's never been disputed. Said uh, Mark Coleman, actually, the great Mark Coleman, uh, a former heavyweight champ and uh, killer wrestler in his amateur days, et cetera, et cetera, he uh, he tweeted something that was kind of defending it, a punk eventually, but uh, you know he was uh, I think he was on the other side originally, but uh, you know he kind of he kind of understood it was kind of it's hard to interpret, but punk respo- punk responded to Coleman instead of the uh, Jabrones, and he said quite frankly if it was up to me I'd be the first fight on on Fight Pass, I get it. But it's not up to me, so I'm just going to go out there and do my best. And, you know, he took the high road, in my opinion, because he could, if he wanted to, he could say, hey, I am not. I don't have the experience, but look at my fucking numbers the last time I fought. You know, I drew fucking money. And that's the bottom line, as Stone Cold says so. And end of story. There's going to be more people ordering that event for CM Punk than any other fighter, point blank. End of story. So if you put them on first, I mean, you will you might still get your money or whatever, but people are going to be like, that sucks. You know, well, self, sell your product with it. some good fighters to build up to them. As, like, as you've said, you've got to, you've got to stick your head out of the, um, uh, the MMA bubble. Now, I'm not as big a fan of MMA as you are. So when I look at these names, um, I know a few of them. But, I mean, of, the, of all these people, the one that I know for sure is him. Yeah. Like, he is a, he's a bigger mainstream name to me than uh, Rashad Evans, who, of course, I know has is, is been in UFC for a long time and is a pretty big UFC name. Um, Holly Holm is a UFC name. She might be a bigger name if she after she knocked out uh, Ronda and had not got destroyed herself. Then we might be talking a different story there, but that never happened. So that's a name that MMA fans know more than just the casuals. Um, Arlovsky, uh, Alistair Overeem, same thing. Um, those are names that twenty, you know, ten years ago maybe would have brought more to the plate now. But those guys are both getting pretty long in the tooth. A lot of fights. 
not that they're still not good fighters, but you know what I'm saying. Like they don't. That's an MMA name. That's like said. That's like the wrestling thing. If you don't follow MMA yeah. and you were trying to get somebody to buy the ticket to this thing, that's the way you. Ha- that's the way you have to approach it. And they've put them up there, I guess, as high as they dare, without getting them. I'm a little surprised that the Rashad Evans fight is so uh, far down the card, but. Um, Unless so he's what he's kind of his his, his like career he, is winding down. If he had enough, okay. Um, you know they threw him up there as high as they dared throw him up there. Um, I would think, to be quite honest, if if he was an even bigger name, but not an MMA guy, they'd have thrown him up even higher. Um, pretty cool. What's pretty cool is uh, Colby Covington's above him, who's a pretty damn good fighter for one but also spent time in TNA under the America's Top Team, feuding with everybody from Jim Cornette to uh, LAX and people like that, and he's he's tight with Conan, so he's smart to the wrestling business. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the new owners got fucked. I mean, let's face it. They did. UFC 200 was stacked, and the Fertitas and Dana White knew that, you know, their stars were... Not their stars so much anymore with uh, um, the situations have, and that they have too many shows because they have to there because they're trying to make money and they you know the nature of the business the stars can't go every time out and they don't have that many to start with so you know yeah. you end up with cards that are you know like they've got UFC Fight Night coming up that's on the nineteenth I believe. And now, well, again, I am not a hardcore, but when I look at the names on this card, I don't know anyone. Well, now, why would I want to get this? Like, there's nothing out uh, there that makes me, there's no title fight of any kind. Now, I'm not saying that some of these guys aren't good fighters and there won't be some good fights on this card. There probably will be. But to... The lesser the fan, I don't. There's there's nothing about it that would make me want to watch it. Well, yeah, I mean, they lack star power. And what's what's odd is Bellator, since uh, Bjorn Rebney left and Scott Coker took over, have these. It's strange. Uh, they have a heavyweight title tournament going on right now, for instance, right? And um, they went head-to-head last week, but they put it on free TV. Well, cable TV spikes their home network. And the names in the, in the tournament are guys like Chael Sonnen and Chael Beat Rampage Jackson. And, you know, they're all old UFC names. And last week, like, King Mo got knocked out on one punch to uh, Ryan Bader. And, you know... They're guys that if you put the same match or match up, Roy Old Country's in there, a big country rather, Roy Nelson, um, et cetera. Like a lot of guys you would have heard of. Yeah, I'm looking at their card for their next fight. I know more of these guys than I do the current uh, UFC roster. I don't want to make this analogy. Be- Go ahead. I don't want to make this analogy because people, if they're really splitting hairs, will pull it apart like nerds. But uh, it's almost like WCW to me, 
and I'm not saying exactly dick faces. Uh, I'm saying that if you put Roy Big Country Nelson, uh, I don't know, let's let's say uh, Fedor, and they're bringing well, Mirko Kroprop back. For, for Bellator 200, the, the heavyweight, uh, it says heavyweight title, is uh, Mirko Filipovic against Roy Nelson. Well, yeah, but they're also doing a tournament. Uh, like it's it's, well, no, it's I'm just, the same guy. That's their, that's their, that's what they're trying to push the card with. Is is that one? Of, that's one of the t- title matches. Well, there's a lot of other good shit on there. Like uh, they got this kid Aaron Pico that USC would have took, but they paid him more. He just knocked the shit out of somebody. But you're going to get me off my point. Um, the comparison to WCW is that. Oh, I remember that guy, but if he's buried in, like, the third or fourth match on UFC, and I gave you an example, like, Big Country, I gave you just a, a wild example, Big Country against uh, Fedor on free TV, people are going to go, hey, man, I'm going to watch that shit. I remember those fucking guys. But if it's on a UFC pay-per-view for 65 bucks, when people know they're past their prime, they're not going to buy it. So it's 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 a strange thing to me. It's like the WC. The, the the reason I connected it to the w, WCW thing is because, holy shit, Mr. Perfect's over here. Mr. Perfect wasn't pushed, you know, at that point. But people remembered those guys. And all of a sudden you got a shitload of guys that people remembered from WWE. And all of a sudden it was like the thing to watch. So yeah, no, no, there's, I don't think you're wrong. There's a strange too. comparison to that. Um, it's, not a, it's not an exact analogy, but it's... Uh, it kind of, it's kind of reminiscent of that. Like BJ, BJ Penn and and the last show Vitor Belfort retired. Uh, those guys got nothing left in the tank, but they're legendary fighters. If they decided, you know, to come on the next Bellator show, people would watch it because they were, you know, they remember yeah, their name. Yeah, but if they fought in UFC again, they'd go. Your analogy might be they, even better pushed towards the boxing end of things, where they quite often drag some, you know, like even now, people would pay a zillion dollars to see uh, Mayweather fight. Uh, what's his name? The guy he fought the last time. And yet both of them really are not... McGregor, you mean? No, the boxer. Not McGregor. Um, Pacquiao? Mayweather fought. It was with a Pacquiao, right. I mean, people paid a ridiculous sums of money to watch that. And that was how many years ago? And if they came out tomorrow and said Mayweather was going to fight him again, they would sell tickets. I think they would sell tickets, but I don't think it would be a big draw. But I mean, that's but that's but the but boxing. But my just... my point is is that boxing does that a lot. They will pull that guy um, who is kind of washed, semi washed up. You know, that one last shot at the title. You know, Ali did it. Oh, Holyfield did it. They tried to do it with Tyson, or even after he had been beaten two or three times and was crazy as a loon, they still tried to throw him in there with somebody hoping they could recapture something. And because people knew who he was, they paid. Yeah. Um, you know, you put Tyson degree. in with somebody today, people would probably probably pay. I, but anyway, I think so. I think, I think you'd get some kind of uh, of draw on that. All right, but anyway, so we t- we talked that to death. Um, well, I, I need one more point on the uh, okay. We'll make uh, your, UFC. Make your point. Uh, t- 
224 this past weekend. Uh, Amanda Nunez, famous for knocking the shit out of Holly Holm. Uh, after Holly Holm knocked the shit out of... Actually, no, Nunez beat up Rousey. I lose track of these broads losing to each other. But anyway, uh, I think she beat them both. God knows. I, I don't remember. Yeah, but, it, was, it was Holm beat Rousey, and then Nunez beat Holm, and then beat Ronda on her return, I believe. Yeah. And then Cyborg beat Holm, and whatever. But uh, Nunez fought her casual friend, Raquel Pennington, in the main event, uh, five-round title fight, and beat the shit out of her, basically. Uh, Pennington came back from a broken leg. She hit her with uh, leg kicks and so forth. So there was a big controversy amongst ESPN and other mainstream outlets, and even Ariel Helwani, who's been covering it since the beginning almost. Um, uh, Raquel's corner... She was like, you know, her face was hamburger. She was beaten. She said, I'm done to the corner. It was picked up audibly on the video. And they said, no, 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 you know, and and pushed her as corner people do, as coaches do, um, that go through the camp with the fighters, et cetera. And she went out and she got uh, what appeared to be a broken nose, turned out to be three stitches, but... The fight had to be stopped, and she knew she was done. And the, the the corner was getting a lot of heat. But that was actually, uh, and I'm in the middle on this. Most of the heat came from the people from ESPN, like Mike Greenberg and, you know, other writers and so forth. Um, and MMA, especially a top-level UFC fighter, um, can be pushed but not to the level. I mean, that sport, you know, on a given day could be fatal and has been. But it's very rare. Um, and, yeah, they, they get broken bones and et cetera. But a lot of times when you say, I can't do it, I'm done, it's not caught on camera. And then they go out and hit a haymaker and win the fight. So, you know, the, the was, coach. And then it was training genius. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. This particular case, like I said, I'm in the middle here because, uh, you know, some some that know more about the subject, uh, uh, lambasted the coaches in the corner. Um, her camp, basically, because everybody in her camp was like, go out for the fifth. But she said, uh, audibly, I'm done. Um, so, uh, you know, they were given all kinds of possibilities of, you know, what if this woman died and blah, 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 blah. And it's not, and there was financial incentive. If she wins the fight, you know, the purse, et cetera, is larger if you win. And, you know, they get a cut of that. So that was, you know, in the dialogue, in the narrative of the new word of 2017 that people used every fucking 12 years. And now they use it every fucking argument. But, the narrative was uh, that they were bad people and didn't care about their fighter. And I was in the middle. And then Raquel Pennington today herself called uh, Get Up, it's called, on ESPN with Mike Greenberg. And he went into his, you know, I, you know, I don't think you, sh- you know, you said you were done and, 
He didn't say it as strongly as he did when he wasn't talking to the person, but he made his feelings clear, and she defended her corner and defended her camp. And she said, you know, if you would not, almost like pro wrestling, you wouldn't understand unless you were part of this business. Um, they know me. They know my the demeanor, my, my way. Uh, there was more of a problem with the leg kick and the broken leg, and I gave up on myself. And they, you know, got my self-confidence back to go out. I ended up losing. It wasn't as bad as it looked. Uh, Etc. So he defended them, and you know, um, yeah, okay. Sometimes, got but sometimes fighters don't know fucking better because they're fucking stupid too. But I mean, they're competitive to, to a level of stupidity. Why, that's why we have a referee, though. That's that's part of his job is to uh, see through the bravado, and you know, when a fighter's in trouble, I know they don't do it a lot, but probably as much as they sh- maybe should sometimes. Because they're, you know, they don't want to make early stoppages either. But, you know, that's what they're out there for. Is okay. She looks like she's on on stupid street. Time to stop it before she gets her bell rung too many times, or he, whatever the case may be. But, um, yeah, that's one of those ones where you can't, you know, unless you're involved I'm in the directly. Middle. I don't know that you can really say yay or nay. You know, like you said, because for everyone you can find where you, you might say that they shouldn't have let them get back out there. I can show you another one where the guy won. Yeah. I mean, but Nunez herself blasted the the guys for sending her back out there. Because Nunez is Yeah, what's more interesting about that to me is that they're actually talking about it. Because there was a time in UFC that that wouldn't have been... um, you know, watching a guy get savaged was as good as it got, right? You know, that's that's beautiful. You see that guy get creamed? Like, usually they don't really worry about that sort of stuff too much. Yeah. I don't know if that's because they're female fighters or if that's because that has become, you know, the concussion CTE thing and all that has become part of their world too, whether they like it or not. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. It's way more... It's way more enjoyable to talk about this female issue than a fucking uh, rape allegation from 1952 <laughs> with Gloria Allred. So that's Tim but and Tom's do, show. Stay tuned coming for to that. You Thursday or Friday. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned to that in the coming, in the coming days. But um, yeah, like that's I said, I'm gonna UFC. go. I'm gonna go with if you're not if you're not her, or you're not the corner people, um, you don't get a vote because you just can't know. Yeah, I'm mean, like I said, I'm in the middle. Yeah, no, I can I can side with that. Uh, what else did we have for tonight? Wide men can't I'm wager, almost, man. Yeah, I think you started yeah, about. I, well, it, I'm, I'm I'm kind of afraid to jump into the whole gambling thing because I just don't. I I almost feel like, uh, you know, somebody gave I don't know how to equate it. Somebody gave you a present that was in a really big box. And you opened it and realized the thing was not built, and it was in 362 pieces. And although I am assuming that once it's built, it's going to be pretty cool, uh, I don't know how quickly they're going to actually be able to build it, if that makes sense. Uh, It makes sense. uh, I think the states like New Jersey especially, specifically, and Delaware – 
Uh, Della, you told me up in Canada when we discussed our picks and stuff that you can legally buy, quote, a ticket and play, you know, uh, yeah, several teams at one time. Basically what we have here, it's all the same from, you know, province to province. It's a federally run thing. Um, it's called Sports Select. Uh, they throw up whatever they throw up on there, and you can bet on whatever you want. It's not uh, – uh, they try to control it a bit because you can't bet. There's limits on how much you can bet. Like you can't drop well, $10,000 on there, I don't think. You, you also, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, cannot bet one team. You have to parlay them. Right? No, it's almost always uh, – I'm not real familiar with it. I'm pretty sure though that it's almost always you have to you have to pick like it's combos and you know if you yeah. you want to pick three if you can pick three winners or five winners or you know whatever it is. But uh, yeah, you can't go and go. I'm going to drop ten grand on the you know on the Leafs tomorrow night. You can't. Yeah. Do that. So that's that's major league difference. Like Delaware has already had in place. You can go to you can drive to Delaware Parks, the closest casino to me, and but the you have to pick three teams, which sounds easy, but a three team parlay is very difficult to hit. No, you, yeah, whereas you opposed to a regular, chance. where opposed to a regular sports book, if you put uh, those three teams and put the equal amount of money on both, you'll lose the vig, the juice, whatever you call it, in your part of the country on the one loss, but you will have the two others that win and you will profit as opposed to the Farley where the three you go two and one and they take your money. It's a sucker bet. But now with the new situation, you can bet on one game and probably like you speculated, I think off air, maybe on air. I don't know if we talked about this or not, that there's going to be a million prop bets, just like the Vegas sports book, like, you know, is, uh, yeah, but so, yeah, yeah hypothetically, I don't think so because hypothetically, if it started for the NBA Finals, is uh, Steph Curry going to score twenty-five? Uh, uh, you know, uh, over or under? You know, minus three to one or whatever. You know, so there'll be all kinds of shit you can bet on. It'll be a degenerate's dream for a well, while. Well, there was even some. It'll ruin lives. Right, but there was even some talk that it might even get to the point of venue-specific, where if you were at, let's say, the Eagles are playing the uh, Cowboys, that if you live in, you know, if you're anywhere else in the country, you can bet on the game, but that's it. But if you're in Philadelphia, or if the game's in Dallas, if you're in that stadium, that there'll be some shit you can bet on there that you can't bet on anywhere else. Mm. With that big, which well, but then that really made me go, okay, well now I can sort of see from an advertising point of view, you know, okay, it's it's all fine and dandy if you live in Pittsburgh, you can bet on the uh, Eagles uh, Cowboys game tomorrow, or if you're sitting at home, you can bet on the game. But if you come down to the stadium, if you buy a ticket to the game, well now look at the options we have now where you can. You know, you can get into all that crazy shit on who's going to make the first reception and will it be over 10 yards and all this crazy crap that you could dream up statistically. I mean, you could have a field day. I mean, stats. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's it's pretty common knowledge. I'm not putting myself out there for 
a felony or anything by saying, well, I'll just say allegedly just in case. But it's pretty common. Every newspaper's had the fucking lines forever. It's a, a multi-billion dollar underground industry, and it always has been for quite some time. And when I did go, when I would attend the Eagles, Phillies, Sixers, etc., cetera, uh, Flyers even, believe it or not, I would bet on, sometimes I would go against the home team, quite frankly, if I thought it was going to be a blowout. But uh, most of the time I would bet, which would enhance my, my uh, experience even more on the home team. And uh, so when that's quote-unquote legal, if, if they do it <laughs> in the venue, it's going to be crazy, uh, you know, with well, people. Can you imagine, you know, the uh, – oh, well, it will hype up almost every play, especially like at the beginning, sure. you know, or, or well, maybe not even at the beginning. You know, when a guy – what normally is not a big deal, you know, the point after – Let's say, but if there's a, if there was a bad hinging on that point after, suddenly that <laughs> becomes a you know a much bigger you know even stupid shit. Will the kickoff go through the end zone? Will there be a return on the first kick on opening kickoff? Yeah, there'll be. Uh, uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Let's just put it that way. I mean, we and could, maybe they'll uh, we could speculate. They'll come up with a way to uh, make those bets you know, that you can't drop so much money on them that you lose the house. You know, maybe they'll start to categorize the bets and, you know, you know, here's the $5 bets you can make that'll win you 20 bucks or something just to get the casual fan more interested in what's going on on the field. And then for the hardcores, of course, we'll have some other kind of stuff going on. And, and I mean, the, the possibilities are endless, really. Uh, from what I understand, this is kind of this is kind of like a segue, but we can stay on topic. Uh, who won tonight in the NHL? Uh, Tampa Bay um, actually got beat the Washington four to two in Washington. Uh, series is uh, now two to one for Washington. Uh, you know, I'm rooting for Washington. Well, I, see, I don't pay attention that much to NHL, but the Vegas Vegas Winnipeg that's what one one. That's one one. They play tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. I was half listening today, but I think Michelle Beadle said that thirteen people, which would be crazy low, but if if I heard it correctly, she said for you thirteen people out there that that bet on Vegas to win it all at five hundred to one, good luck. Um. You, th- um, you think it would be that low? Yeah, probably. Because the people who 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 would have gotten on the bandwagon for Vegas probably weren't there at the beginning, because so many of their fans are not—they're not what we would really call hockey fans. They're Vegas Knights fans. You know, they're there because for the uh, the ambiance and the the spectacle and that sort of part of the of the thing. Then they've slowly become hockey fans. Is the I mean, you. Let's. I mean, and yeah. No, you'd have to have been crazy to pick a. Uh, although you know, like you say, though, I mean, thirteen's not very many. But I mean, you'd have to be nuts. Yeah, a lot of people take crazy football teams. Yeah, but how, how many people? Well, yeah, no. I don't know. How would you? How would they know that? I guess would be my bigger. Uh, 
I'm sure they. I'm sure they check with all the Vegas sports books. If uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look like, and see if I can find something about that. But my I disclaimer's yeah, got to be: year, I was, I was. My disclaimer I mean, has to you, be that I was half listening, so I could. I mean, be you'd mistaken. have to be nuts to drop uh, any money on an expansion team when no expansion team has ever uh, even come close. Well, let's just say that you were uh, you were a, a guy who wins or whatever, and you were originally from Vegas, and you were out there, and you're excited that they got a team. Ah, what the hell? I'm up. Let me throw ten bucks on Vegas at five hundred to one. What the hell? It's similar to just throwing a ten a ten into a slot machine, which is like you know, whatever. Uh, throw away ten dollars. Not that you know. Anybody should throw away any money, but it happens. And, uh, you know, that 10 bucks, do the math for me. The three zeros is that? 500 to one? Well, you get 500 each one, 1,000 for each two. Five times uh, 1,000 would be, do that for me. It's five well, grand for 10 bucks, right? Yeah, I believe so. Mm, they're close. They're close to it. Well, I was just reading here. I can't find really anything about the 13, but uh, apparently they're quite nervous in <laughs> Vegas right now because they they gave them such good odds that anybody who yeah, did Vegas. bet on them, yeah, anybody that did bet on them, stands to make a pretty good uh, uh, killing. The house doesn't like to lose. I mean, they were they were three hundred to one but, in the preseason. But 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 um, but, but, but hey, hey hey brother man, uh, I just had to say something since you said I, uh, a couple old listeners might tune in. I just uh, if you're still here, man, how you doing, man? Vote me in the top. Uh, wide men can't jump. Uh, I don't even know if we have a top ten, but I'm still world champion. Well, if we did, Tommy, you would be number one in my book. All right, then. I put this asshole T.R. that everybody seems to hate. They think he's fucking smart, but the some bitch stupid because he can't put together goddamn his, his computer, much less make your cast, you dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm back. Uh, That's the funniest the thing about the whole that's the funniest thing about the whole thing you told me is that people think I'm actually smart enough to do that technologically. It's crazy. I did find while you were gone, uh, only 13 bets were taken on the 500 to one odds. So with a $20 okay. bet that yields that $20 bet gets you 10,000. So there you go. So there you go. You weren't crazy. You did hear it. Um, but even even the bets from the last time they threw up the odds were, were still two hundred to one. So you know there's still people mm-hmm. that are stand to make a serious amount of, you know, especially if you were crazy and. Okay, well no, only thirteen bets were taken on the five hundred to one odds with the greatest bet only was twenty bucks. Nobody was even brave enough to like throw down a hundred. Hmm. That's crazy. Because if you were going to bet, if you were going to bet that bet, why the fuck would you only go with twenty bucks? Uh, twenty for why not? Uh, just like why grand? not bet a hundred and make uh, half a million dollars? Or no, that'd get you what fifty thousand? 
Well, I mean, it was 500, 500 to 1 for a reason, and uh, apparently it was an almost lock that it's not going to happen, and it still yeah, might I mean, happen, let's be honest. I'm going to assume that of those, 13, of those 13 betters, no, none of those people are professional gamblers. Those are just guys who are, you know, wouldn't it, well, maybe I could win it. Wouldn't that be cool if I won that? It's only 20 bucks. Here you go. You know, serious yeah. betters probably don't don't look at that. Because now, if you were to bet today, the Golden Knights are only it's nine to two. Boy, the times they are changing. But hockey's not my thing. That's your thing. That's my thing. But uh, it's been the hockey's been good. Um, tonight's game was another excellent game. Lots of hitting. Uh, you know, it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a defensive boredom. Um, they seem to have worked off really was, well this year. Ken Dryden in the pipes. Ken, Ken Dryden, well, you know, well, when he was between the pipes, outstanding. Kenny, great matchup. Great. Yeah, great matchup tonight between him, him Ken and, Dryden uh, and uh, Mar- Marty Brodeur. Oh, per- oh, I thought I was going to go with Bernie Perrant. We're going to go back a little further. No. Nah. Bro- Broder never played when uh, when Ken Dryden played, so I don't care. I, I I still want to act like I know what play. hockey is. Ken Ken Dryden actually became a uh, a politician in Canada. Became a uh, I guess the equivalent to um one of your uh, like a senator, governor kind of guy. Mm. He was a, he was actually a lawyer. Hockey was just kind of he he did hockey kind of as a I don't want to say as a giggle, but kind of that was his. Eh, all right, I seem to be good at this, so I'll go do this. But that, that was never really his because uh, he didn't play for very many years, and then he won a fourteen like fucking some ridiculous number of Stanley Cups and and packed it in because he didn't need to be there anymore. <laughs> it's a great it's a great highlight I saw with uh, Scott Stevens. Um, jumping in front of Peter Forbes, Forsberg's slap shot tonight. <laughs> you're really, you're really, really dating yourself with these. Uh, <laughs> you have the. Uh, you must be watching ESPN classics. I don't know. The Cam Neely injury still bothering me, and that's why I would lay off hey, for a wagering. That, that, that wagering. one still bothers. That one still bothers me. That's another one of those ones. Uh, he's he's got the Bobby Orr injury. Eh? Where if that yeah, happened, and uh, and I hated that fight he had with Pavel Bure, but you should never fight Pavel Bure. That's just boy, yeah. you're asking for it there. I mean, what a killer. But no, yeah. seriously though, he he had the same kind of he didn't have the same kind of injury as Bobby Orr, but he had one of those injuries where if he had had it now, he they could have fixed him. He'd be better with like some crazy glue. Yeah, just like Bobby Orr, his, the the knee injury that he had, if he'd have had it in the modern times, you know, he'd have missed three weeks. But they just didn't have the technology back then to fix that kind of stuff. Beat up by Bobby Orr because I would have always said what to him. And then he would be like, huh? And I'd be like, Bobby Orr what? And Bobby Orr. Without a doubt, uh, you can keep your Gretzkys and anybody else. Bobby Orr, greatest hockey player ever. All to, all around hockey player, best hockey player ever to put on skates. End of story. Nothing nothing even to argue. Now that we've bored the American our American audience with hockey talk. Uh. Hey, 
We're all over the place tonight because wide men can't wager. Yeah, well, we we, we can't. We, we do what we can. Um, but back I, to uh, gambling. I zip. Okay. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. You had thought. Uh, we can go back to the wagering thing. Okay. I, uh, I'm sure, even though I've abstained from sports betting and I, I'm in no position financially to ever risk that again in my life, uh, I'm pretty certain if it's uh, the less than 90-minute drive, depending on traffic, to go to Borgata and sit there and uh, drink beers and watch my own little TV all day and uh, do what I would do anyway, but legally, I think that uh, I'll probably do that at least once in my life if if, uh, if I'm alive when it comes comes to fruition. And what we didn't bring up, what we didn't bring up, uh, and we don't want to get too heavy because we don't know all the information yet, but just the difference between Pennsylvania and Jersey is the uh, license for the, the, the casino to uh, host the sports gambling was something I think you told me in the news, uh, one or the other told me 35-ish percent roughly um, tax for, uh, say, yeah, a casino in Philly. At 35%. And so they're I taking believe... 35% of your win or your right. loss. And uh, also, it's 500 grand to start it up in New Jersey as opposed to, oh, we didn't tell New Jersey's percentage either of the tax. We'll get back to that. But 500 grand as opposed to 10 million just to host it in Pennsylvania. So, the, you know, they want Atlantic City to come back and thrive, et cetera, which I don't blame them. And uh, the the tax, last I checked, was 8% going against that 30-plus percent. So, obviously, you'd, you'd take the, the small drive to Jersey and, and wager if you, uh, well, you know, and, and had any smart Well, and West Virginia is, uh, is a 10% on winnings. So, even there, you know, that's a 20 I don't know. Are we going to get Nate betting for us? We might have to. I mean, you certainly. I mean, that's a 24% swing right there on a win. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I just really wonder what it's going to do to the underworld. And, uh, I mean, is that a dying business? Well, that's a whole other. Well, I would say, you know, like when we were talking about it off air, in some ways, I don't know that it's going to do anything. Because if they've all got a tax attached to them, there's going to be some people who are going to say bullshit to that noise. I've been working through a bookie anyhow for all these years. Well, why stop? And if he's not going to take, he's not going to gouge me the way these bastards are gouging me, uh, I may just continue to give my money there. Especially in places where it's already well established. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It, it remains I to don't be know seen. Either. I, I really it's... don't know. I mean, some of those guys, I'm sure, may, depending on how they, which is another question, um, who, I mean, and I know nobody knows the answer, um, who gets to decide who gets to do this? You know, is it a Don't chance know. for some of these guys, some of these guys maybe that have, have already got a built-in customer base and all the rest get to go legit and and do it on the up and up? Um, is the government going to be the only one who gets to do it? Hey, here's the thing. If 
if if Pete Rose didn't fuck up, what did he fuck up lately with a little girl or some shit? Yeah, who knows? Pete just he just keeps stepping into it. But I mean, if if that had not been revealed or what have you, there would be no reason to keep him out of the Hall of Fame if you're going to be allowed to legally bet on baseball. Yeah, it does bring up the fact that uh, you know how long do you hold the grudge if it's not illegal anymore? But uh, apparently he did something else, which I you know. Yeah, he's he I has was, done a few other things, but let's be honest, I've never understood any of that. To me, the baseball hall and the Hall of Fame is for what you did that has regards to the sport. Like unless you axe murdered five hundred people or something crazy like that. I mean, just because you're a dick or a bad dad, I'm sure there I'm sure there's all kinds of bad dads in the uh, various halls of fame around the world. That's not enough for me. I always to thought, but I mean, out. I had him here bring us a championship when I was a kid, but I always thought that Pete should be in. And, uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Well, considering baseball in particular, where one of the greatest baseball players of all time, well, two of them actually, Babe Ruth's not exactly the nicest guy in the world. Ty Cobb, apparently, by all reports, was a gigantic fucking douche to everybody. Yeah. Um, so what's the difference? Except that yeah, uh, Ty Cobb was fucking. He really pissed off the commissioner of baseball. That was his problem. What's his name? Uh, Ty Cobb there. used to slide into second literally and put his spikes in the fucking shortstop's face. Yeah, like he he is a he was hated apparently by all reports. Yeah, like even the uh, even the guys who played with him. I mean, to the point where even in that mo- in the Field of Dreams movie, they throw that right. in there that uh, you know Ty Cobb, we wouldn't let him come and play because <laughs> he's, he's fucking he's a dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't let yeah we didn't let him join. <laughs> so I mean, I, you know, I don't I don't know. Uh, to me, um, if he if he'd have just if he'd have been a borderline Hall of Famer, then maybe you can make that argument for me. But the fact that he's the fucking hits leader. And how the fuck, how can you not, like, there should be something there. If you don't want to officially, like, vote him in, maybe, maybe there's a way to put, you know, to acknowledge him without actually putting him in the hall, I don't know. But the fact that they act like he doesn't exist is ridiculous when he's, when he's the greatest hitter of all time. Nobody's even come close. While we're, talk- while we're talking about uh, old heads, Babe Ruth, I, uh, if I if I was technologically savvy, as uh, apparently the mothership thinks, I would <laughs> post a picture of Babe Ruth smiling and maybe like um, finding. I would I would search uh, images of Babe Ruth and find him uh, goofing around or having like a laugh picture with somebody or whatever, and call him call him childish Bambino. <laughs> yeah, because I make, mean, babe make that our... meme. Somebody make that meme. Because I mean, the Bambino was hardly known for his uh, uh, his dedication to the sport and his vicious workout regiment, et cetera, et cetera. Where his idea was, you know, smoke a cigar and where's the whiskey? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he could hit. Whole... So, 
this will go on a whole nother thing, and I gotta end it with this. But you know, they talk about don't discuss eras and shit like Jordan and LeBron. Uh, fucking Randy Johnson comes up against a, a half-drunk Babe Ruth, that fat ass, when black players couldn't even play for one. So, you know, that's an advantage. No, but no minorities could play. Um, and Randy Johnson throws a fucking hundred mile an hour at his fucking head, and then and then just fucking scorches. Babe Ruth ain't hitting it out on Randy Johnson. Come on. No, he's not even. He's not even coming close. To be quite honest, but, he's lucky if he's even getting a bat on it. Yeah, but there'll be some idiots out there who'll take issue with that. Oh, you kidding? And they weren't be- alive for it. Of that course. being said, however, if we put Randy Johnson back in the 1920s with the equipment they had and the players being what they were back then, which was just average. I mean, nobody worked out. Nobody, you know, the, the pitchers didn't uh, go to spring training and work on their arm strength during the off season and all the kind of thing. You know, everything has changed. If you throw him back then, he might not even be very good. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, you don't he's, know. But but yeah, no, you're like definitely six, right. Six six eight or whatever the fuck right. he is. But but uh, the baseball was different. The, the equipment was all different. Um, but but yeah, no. I mean, as far as the the mechanics go, yeah. I mean, uh, there wasn't anybody in the twenties hitting hundred mile an hour fastballs. Nobody could throw like no. that back then. We didn't have the, the I mean, that, that goes for all sports, though. Um, the exploding yeah, birds were different. <laughs> well, different kind of birds, even, because back then, you know, there's probably more species than there is now because we haven't killed them all off yet. Yeah, dinosaurs. <laughs> that was a pterodactyl. Yeah, I mean, Babe Ruth hit a pterodactyl. He didn't hit a, uh, a pigeon or whatever Johnson smacked. Can't even remember if it's pigeon or seagull or something. Yeah, I forget what it was. I just remember Jeff Ken remember. like laughing about it and picking it up with his bare hand. I was like, "Fuck you, Jeff Ken. Have some sympathy." But anyway, yeah. uh, enough of baseball. Yeah, enough about enough on baseball. Part. Uh, what else we got tonight? Well, the, the SmackDown. I, I, looked a, I looked a little bit. Of, okay, uh, I, I, I didn't to... watch SmackDown, but I, I tried to educate myself on what. One you got a little now. result action, and I'll I'll see if I saw it in um, my fast forwarding. Yeah, I do actually. Uh, just give me a second here. Um, what do we got? SmackDown. All right. Uh, you want uh, promo shit too, or you just want matches? Yeah, but not, you know, just zip through them like we don't we want got, to get caught into the 50, last night we got, we got an hour left. Not quite. We got 53 minutes left. We'll move fast. Yeah, but I still don't want to pull it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, Daniel Bryan, he's getting interviewed. Okay, I, I saw this. Big Cass comes this. out. Daniel Bryan kicks his shit out of Cass. Your turn. Now, that would, uh, the way it went down w- would indicate that, uh, Maybe those rumors were true, or that the office just plays on those rumors to fuck with people. But uh, the cast had heat or whatever. But Brian comes out with a scratch on his nose, and I don't know why I said that, but it was uh, it just stuck in my brain that he had a scratch on his nose. Crowd from London was uh, either mic'd up or way different than last night because they went fucking batshit crazy for Brian like the old days. Um, and were really just loud for Brian. 
Then Cash came out, who, you know, as we've said many times, but in case we have new listeners, uh, I actually wrestled briefly, very briefly. I was a heel manager, a bell ringer. I was around everything. Cass is better than me, so when I talk about guys who are in the WWE and making a living, I respect the hell out of everybody, but Cass sucks to me. I, I always use the disclaimer that, of course, he's he's better than me, but he sucks. Uh, he's my, uh, you know, guy that I don't particularly enjoy. He tries. He's, Corbin. he's trying now. Uh, he, he's to me what Baron Corbin is to me. He's your Baron Corbin. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, looked, I, on the surface, it sort of looked like they buried him. I don't know, like he, that he got buried a tiny bit. Yeah, he came out and uh, he tried to uh, do a promo, which is I'll give him credit for that because maybe Drew McIntyre back in the day I might have said the same thing about, and he turned out okay, but. Cass tried, but Enzo's the fucking talker. That's that's all there is to it. And until the woman's movement, at least Stephanie's belief in it, happens, uh, Enzo, even though he was cleared, will not be back. Uh, so, anyway, um, Cass comes to the ring, confronts Daniel Bryan. With, uh, he's the reason Rusev beat him and all that. And then Bryan kicks his ass and fucking... Uh, Breaks his leg. I don't know what the hell they said because I was trying to get through it before the show in between the final of the Cavs game so I'd have some preparation. Well, the, so crazy, the crazy part was, of it was that he tapped out even though they weren't in a match. Like They made it, they made him look real pussy-ish. Yeah, they had like three he reps did, begging Brian to stop. Yeah, he didn't whatnot, just get so. beat up. He got beat up and, and, and tapped out like a, like it was, I guess was the point. Yeah, so he's uh, out. So. So fair enough. Got to start oh, over yeah. again, I guess, for Big Cass. Yeah, segment being what it is. Um, so then we move on to the New Day versus the Bar, um, with the stipulation winner gets to pick a member to be in the Money in the Bank match. Um, uh, New Day uh, at the end of whatever happens here. New Day wins, and yeah. So I guess they get to send Kids. somebody to. Yeah. To the money in the bank. Can't stand yeah. it. Uh, can't stand New Day. Uh, I don't even understand, uh, like, uh, this pan, pancake shit. Um, it makes no sense. I mean, I, I imagine they get pancakes and catering, but nobody with the body issues Except maybe like Kevin Owens and Zane and those guys who don't give a fuck, they might eat pancakes. Uh, who knows? But Craft Services provides pancakes if you want them. Um, maybe that's where it started. I don't know. Maybe it started as a rib. But it's silly. It's a, uh, but it's over to some. It's a very strange so, way. Though it's a strange waste of talent. Now, now again, they're they're burying the bar. Like, at what point are they either just going to give up on them two and pull Cesaro back out of there and do something with him? Or do Never. they keep him with Sheamus so that Sheamus has got something to do? <laughs> I don't care for him much. Um, it just seemed like a kind of a weird match to pick so that you could pick. We'll have three against two. Well, or two against two, I guess, not three against two. So that we could pick one guy in a singles match. It's kind of weird. 
Um, so you didn't like that, and I didn't see it, but I can see where I wouldn't have liked it. Uh, backstage, Bludgeon Brothers cut a promo um, inviting wish, me to wish, tag division. Wish, yeah, I've seen that. Wish they, wish they pushed them like this from the jump without being Wyatt Brothers, but you know, right, what but, are you going to do? But that was, but that was, there was a point to that at least. Um, that leads us to yeah. a backstage. We had to cut to another one uh, where. Page is, uh, tells uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville that they're going to have to face uh, Becky Lynch in a triple threat match. Uh, winner gets money in the bank, which cuts to another backstage. Uh, AJ Styles. No, wait, wait. Let me let me go back since I didn't know you were going forward. Um, Paige actually looked pretty hot tonight. I guess maybe she factored in she was going home to England and uh, – you know, sometimes well, she, uh, she goes out with this rock. What? Well, I will, I will, I will counter that. Well, not counter it. I will agree with you, but I will also say that I just saw some pictures, which I'll send to you later, of uh, what she looks like when they don't put the makeup they put on her for WWE. A thousand times better. Well, I mean, a thousand I, uh, times better. I'm sure. I, I mean, I, I'll probably agree with you, but. Uh, it's it's a matter of opinion and subjects subjective, but well, no, but they um, make her they make her kind of look really white and pasty to some degree. Like they really pushed it. You know, okay, don't you know she's from England and there's no sun there and it rains all the time. And look at her, she's she's really white skinned, but she isn't. She looks much better. But anyways, that's neither here. Nor well, I'm com- I'm commenting from because uh, I look at her Instagram videos every night and shit. She goes out with another scrawny, tatted up band dude. And, uh, you know, yeah, she, didn't, uh, it's just, she didn't learn her lesson. It's just whatever. She she does what she does. And God bless her. She seems like a nice person. But uh, she goes from, you know, all, all junkied out with uh, Alberto and uh, legitimate worries from her family and everybody else about her to uh, getting away from that mess. And it was a lot of cocaine. And she uh, got her career back temporarily. Um, she uh, has a push-up bra, but probably went up like a cup anyway with a, a sneaky breast implant surgery in there at some point. And uh, started gaining weight back because she wasn't doing coke all the time with Birdie. And, uh, you know, got in the ring, had absolution, blah, 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 blah. It was looking pretty hot again, and uh, then when she got the neck injury in the match where Sasha kicked her in the back, no more absolution. She retires, same place I guess Daniel Bryan did, New Orleans, same place she won the Divas title. She starts kind of, you know, her videos are often very telling that she's still drinking on the nights off with the new crowd she's hanging with. Oftentimes, she's in a room with just her and five dudes from the band and stuff. It's kind of a weird scene for me. But, uh, you know, she started to look a little little chunky, but I guess you don't have to be ripped to be a GM. Uh, but tonight, she looked body, body, makeup, hair, everything. She looked pretty hot, and that's all that matters to me because other than uh, maybe a few Sasha Banks matches, the in-ring product to me is not that good, and I'm very sexist, admittedly. Uh, so anyway, to who she's talking about, the 
Now, former roommates, uh, I think uh, Sonia Deville, the first open lesbian, to my knowledge, in the business. I believe so. Who, who uh, was tighter than tight and still is with her absolution buddy, Mandy Rose, a.k.a. Mandy Sachs on Instagram, um, who Corey Graves, rightfully so, named God's greatest creation because sometimes her gear doesn't even show everything, you know, that that woman has to offer, young woman. She's just, there's nothing wrong with her. She's just so fucking hot. Um, and that's all I care about. I don't care if she can do a Fez Press or a fucking O'Connor roll or a, uh, no, you know, uh, really some more uh, double wrist locks. So, I, I, you know, Bandy Rose. Yeah, Absolution. Absolution's done. They were in a three-way triple threat. Sorry, I just had to do a little sexism. Yeah, um, no problem. Go ahead. I said it's the, we're in the land of the promos anyway because said Styles cuts a promo on Nakamura. Don't matter. Okay. He says who's in their match. If, if you, he's going to win. If you don't have to say nothing, if you don't have to say nothing about that, I'll say something about that too. Go ahead. I will. Uh, Styles, Styles still up there in the in the top ten worst promos in the wrestling business. Uh, I did see it, and I had to fast forward through it because. You know, he had the AJ Styles chance when he appeared with Renee Young. And he had this dumb look on his face. And he, I think he uh, called an audible because he couldn't remember what the fuck he was supposed to say. And <laughs> pretended he was listening to the Styles chance. And I know Nate on the, on the fucking Atlantic Ocean now is fucking slamming his big fat fist down on a, on a goddamn... Uh, End table. Because, yeah, here's, here's the deal. Um, here's the thing about AJ. Um, but anyway, AJ Styles, sorry people he is an that love him because he, he's a great worker, greatest of this generation, uh, but he can't talk. He's, and he, he came back. He came back with his script. Of, of something about Nakamura, and I, it was just so awful, and it was awful. So I just well, had to. Yeah, basically, it. I'm going to. It don't matter what kind of match we're going to have, I'm going to win. It's basically what it boiled down yeah. to. Okay, well, yeah. all right. Thanks for those those words of wisdom, AJ. <laughs> um, all right. And you so said, uh, that, uh, wait, real, real, real okay, quick no again. Uh, you see him on table of three last week with Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle. If he just talks, and that's you know that's part of the promotion's fault because in TNA they they did it too. They gave him bullet points and shit. When they just let him talk, he's all right. You know, just let him talk. Yeah, they're afraid to let them do that for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. But that's like I said, we could do a whole show on that. Um, next up, we got on Andrade Almas with uh, Selena Vega uh, versus. Yeah. This is a new. This is a new name for me. Jake Constantino. Um, he was just there to NXT put guy? over. Yeah, I'm not sure a, because I. Yeah, well, it was a squash. It was definitely a squash match. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes they'll take the local talent to do that, but it was just a, a match to showcase uh, Andrade Almas uh, and Zelina and He did kill him, and he did a, did all his big moves. Um, 
with her, uh, she is hot, as I've said a lot. Um, she, what was her name at TNI? Do you recall? Uh, no, I don't. But you, you keep talking, and I'll find out. Sarah Sarah Stock and her were like a Hispanic tag team with LAX, and they're both super hot, and they're both good workers. Sarah is a trainer, and uh, she, for whatever reason, I can never remember her name there. But here's something, um, while you're looking, if you can listen as well. Um, Outright pisses me off that she worked for House of Hardcore, before she got uh, hired by WWE. And the Dudleys worked somebody, and she was in their corner. And they did the what's up, and, you know, Devon Devon went, you know, dove on her, and then uh, looked to be legitimately eating her pussy over her spandex or whatever. Now, I'm not, uh, you know, I would generally love that, and I'm not the Me Too guy, as you can tell from the Tim and Tom show. But I know that was Big Fat Bubba's idea, and more than likely, uh, and he's such a douchebag, and he fucking uh, he's at Wizard World this week, and God forbid, uh, you know Velvet Sky, she's lost she's lost so many followers and shit, um, to, from her association with him. I mean, I'm sure she's in love with him. Sorry, I'm I'm definitely hating and jealous. But unless he changed a thousand percent, he's not a good dude at all. And you know, uh, she's at Wizard World. I saw that zipping through my thing, and I was like, "Oh God, she's she's finally got uh, like freedom to be alone somewhere." No. Nah. Then I saw it down further. Velvet and I will be at Wizard World. So, it, it, you know, it's 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 like. Are you that painfully insecure that you got to fucking show up everywhere your, your your old lady does? Probably. I mean, they're both professionals. Fucking Nick Aldis tr- trusts Mickey James uh, to go on, well, which <laughs> maybe that's a bad example. <laughs> yeah, but, we don't uh, know about that one. But, <laughs> but yeah, come on, yeah, dude. Still, at some I point, mean, you uh, have to do it. Um, she was Rosita in TNA. Rosita, right. Right. Uh just the perfect lower half, uh, perfect and unbelievably lower if, half. If this, yeah, if this statistic can be believed, she's billed at five foot one, one hundred and six pounds. But this very light, very slight, rather. This here says she's really only four foot eleven. That's possible. Which that means she is a very tiny lady. <laughs> yeah. She's a hot little. That's if you remember the porn tiny. star little, if you remember the porn star little Lupe, uh, I, I do. <laughs> then connect I'm the dots. I'm a bad there. man. I was a bad man at one time. Yeah. Nothing said about that. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, the squash match. A uh, point being, you know, kind of his debut sort of thing. We get it. Uh, and what do we have? The Royal Melibration. God, uh, they should rename it the Royal Smellibration. I, uh, my um, long-term relationship what, was with an Italian woman. Keep going. What are they? Uh, like, what's the end game here? 
We know the only way Carmella survives any match is is if she cheats. She's not capable. She gives good heads. Okay, but that's got nothing to do with what's going to happen in the ring. How are they? Doesn't matter. She blew everybody. Are they really going to tell me that she's going to beat Oscar? Unless she. Oh well, maybe. She blew everybody. It doesn't matter. Would would you would you be would would it be interesting if Ellsworth made a return? Uh, it would be more the, interesting. Saves her ass at the pay per view. I mean, uh, just throwing it out there. She's horrible. She she can't work. Yeah, I mean she can't wrestle. She, that's what I said. She, she can't, can't work. Act. She she doesn't look as good as the other girls, especially without makeup. She's got a nice body to her. Uh, she was over in NXT because of one dude, Enzo, same as Big Cass. Uh, he gets hurt. Oh, okay. Allegedly. Yeah, no, you, you, you actually brought something up there. Now, would, would that be a better angle? If she's about ready to lose and Enzo comes out and saves her ass? Uh, Stephanie won't allow it at this point, but, yeah, it would it would be more entertaining. That would sure. be, yeah, okay, well, yeah, and we all know that. That's what the queen wants. Yeah. Yeah, um, I just I'm not yeah. sure why they would waste ten minutes of television time on on this. It's just I uh, I don't know I got nothing. Yeah, you can still get to the top by who you know and who you blow. No, no, so. true enough. But as far as the show allegedly, goes, I got allegedly I got nothing as to why that why that song was on there. Um. So after I saw Total that, Divas. I, I gotta say this. I saw Total Divas one time when she's she was on there one season and Cass was living with her and whatnot. And she came home from like the road and she just put her fucking feet, her bare feet, on Cass. And like, you know, some hot chicks, you know, the the feet are a thing and whatever. But it's mm. just, I I was with an Italian woman in my long term relationship. And who, who, you know, worked much like Carmel probably just got off a plane. And the last thing you want is those fucking stinky feet. <laughs> well, is Carmela actually even as as billed? What I say again? Well, she actually Italian, or is that all? I still, I, I still don't know what you're what you're saying. Well, is she really Italian is or she, not, or is that just part of? Her oh story? yeah, she's. She's fucking way Italian. Well, she doesn't She's have the name Italian. of an Italian. Her real She's name Italian. is Leah Van Dale. Well, uh, she's uh, her old man was on. Uh, he used to wrestle too as a jobber, and uh, he's probably like the Van Dale's probably like his father's name, and he's half Italian on the mom's side and all Italian on her mother's side. So she's probably like three quarter Italian or something. Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, like, when I look at her, I, I hear you, but but I I just wondered if that. Well, and I see she's born in Worcester, Massachusetts, so that didn't really strike me as being a hotbed for Italians either. But I'm not saying she's not. I just I didn't know. No, she's white Italian. She's Italian. Uh, yeah, I just probably got a mustache. Like well, probably because uh, most of them do. Uh, moving on. Uh, now we got the uh, Nakamura promo. Um, 
I don't know. Nakamura, there again. love that fucking theme song, but they fucking ruined it with the there's, Japanese rapping. There's no good on the no good on the mic because he just no. his English just isn't there. Uh, he's good when they when they get him to act like he he isn't can't speak any English. That's a better move actually on my for me when he you know when he when he says ah, I don't I don't know what you're talking about I don't understand English and walks away. That that's a better promo than. Than when they try to get him to spit something out. Uh, another guy that could definitely use a manager, but uh, I guess basically yeah. you know the repeat of the opposite of what AJ said. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my knee to your face and destroy your face, and then I'm gonna take your title. Basically, was what he. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah, they had uh, three. Uh, tonight was another. Uh, well, I guess you're not done because they had a match too. Yeah, yeah, they, there's a little bit more to that one, but uh, uh, yeah, so we'll get to that when we get there. So then up next is the uh, Ladies Money in the Bank qualifier: uh, Becky, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. Um, I didn't see it, so Missed I don't the know whole what match. kind of a, I don't know what kind of match it was, but uh, Becky Lynch gets the victory, which for once. Uh, they don't fuck her over, which I don't know. I guess she's over, so they they tend she doesn't tend to win very much. But she's been she didn't have much in the in the win column lately, so she was due. One of the better, I mean, if I'm if I'm breaking from my sexist character, one of the better in ring competitors is Becky Lynch in the female division. Uh, I would tend to agree with that. Um, but she's another one too. Like I mean, I, I will give her credit. She's smart enough to know that the way to stay there is, you know, to roll with the, you know, she's doing the Bailey thing. I I'm, I think I'm good enough to to survive, and I will roll yeah. with the ups and the downs. And when they give me the chance to do something, I'll take it. And when they don't, I'll take I'll take that too. I'll take you know what appears to be me being shit on. Or however you want to look at it, and uh, you know, she just smiles and goes out there and does her thing. And when she loses, she loses. You never, at least I've never seen. I've never seen her bitch on social media or any of that sort of stuff, except in character, of course. But um, she doesn't seem to get in any trouble uh, outside of the ring, even though I've heard stories that she's the that she's a very promiscuous young lady. But whether that's true or not, I don't know. But. Uh, <sighs> Last I heard, she was like in a committed relationship to an MMA, a UFC level, I believe, fighter, whose name escapes me at the moment. She was uh, with Zack Saber Jr. Uh, and called him a friend, which I find hard to believe. But you know, <laughs> but, you know but but like I said, I mean, she at least, if she is doing stupid shit, she's doing it somewhere where it ain't getting out. So kudos to her. Like she doesn't shit on the company yeah. or anything, so and that's why she sticks around. So she's smart yeah, enough to know cool that. Chick. Yeah, and see, and seems like you know she kind of, you know, to be honest, if if you said uh, who, who you want to party with from, I, mean, I think I'd have to put her on the list. She looks like she might be a good time, yeah. even if it she's wasn't cool in chick. a sexual nature. Um, so that gets us to the uh, Styles Nakamura match, who the winner gets to pick the stipulation for their title match. Yeah, wonderful. Um, Fucking yeah, I, I two, don't know. Two guys that were everybody's quote-unquote dream match. 
two guys that the the dorks um were just when they were working in a different company uh, in a different place in the world were untouchable and now they're just regular wrestlers even though AJ is you know probably second best behind Seth Rollins in my opinion now um <laughs> You know, Nakamura's uh, Nakamura's styles have not delivered on WWE as as far as and did they ever deliver in that one match in New Japan? I mean, were I they really that good, saw. or did I you did it, you so I can't say. did you fans watch it through slanted colored glass? I mean, is that a slur? Um, rose colored glasses. It could be, but so is rose colored. So. Um, I suppose my thing with this is, and and there again, I guess it's my old school coming out. Is why do they keep giving? If these two are the two greatest or in the top five or whatever monikers we're going to throw at them, um, why do they let them wrestle on TV for free for so much, so many times? Why why uh. don't they save these matches for something that matters? You know, now we've seen this, what, at the last, uh, well, in fact, I don't think I've seen AJ Styles wrestle anybody else in the last six weeks except for him. And now you want me to to, to uh, watch it on a pay-per-view again. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, what are they going to do? What's well, going to happen mean, there that, that I haven't seen already? Well, tonight's, tonight's, tonight's finish was the uh, King Shasa. Or King, King Sasha. Sasha. King King Shasha, yeah. Um King Sasha. And it was a and it was a clean pin. But, you know, uh playing devil's advocate here, uh w- the new age fan often complain that it's not like the old days where they have a long marriage, so to speak, in a in a program where it takes like six to nine months to heat up and then finally have the blow off. So right. This is a long program with a lot of things, but in those programs, they 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 really weren't clean pinning each other, like Magnum and Tully, for instance. They were, you know, horsemen would jump in and fucking put Magnum out, and yeah, there was there all kinds of other shit or something, right? And then they would have the final blow off. But this is kind of just like these guys are good workers. Let's put them in there. Let's fuck up Nakamura's song, and uh. You know, okay, my, question, doesn't, doesn't my, my next me. question would be, how if who who do you, who's going to win? Mm, uh, like, I don't know. I can't answer that. No, no. But in the in the sense of if we're looking at it purely from the company point of view, like and moving forward, who takes the loss in this? If 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 they let Styles beat Nakamura, what are you going to do with Nakamura? Where, 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 where do you, where you send them from here? Uh, and I suppose the next, I guess you can maybe, uh, whoever loses, maybe jump ship over to the other uh, brand, maybe. So that's also a possibility. They tend to do that now and act like they never had a career previous to the brand switching. Um, I don't know. It just seems like they've, it seems to me like they've put themselves in a corner on this one and they don't really know. They keep dragging it out because they're not really sure how they want to end it. AJ's probably strong enough to uh, to lose and still be a you know top guy. I was gonna say, so, uh, where's his, what's his what's his contract status? I wonder if he's getting uh, close to 
to being, and same with Nakamura for that matter, because I want to say he only had a two, I believe a two-year contract. So he's got to be getting close to the end of his too. So and maybe they, you know, I don't know what their plans are, but maybe that plays into it somehow. I don't know about eight, uh, Nakamura rather, as far as like ha- happiness, but I can tell um, AJ will never leave there. He's happier than a pig and shit to be t- doing a ride along well, table for threes. Yeah, I mean, he's getting paid uh, probably more money than he made before doing half as much shit. Definitely, like ring-wise anyway, he isn't having to go out there and do some of that fucking incredibly crazy shit they got him to do in TNA. Yeah. Yeah, he's not taking the risks in the ring that he was taking uh, before or on, or on uh, India or even in Japan for that matter. Because they're not asking him Nakamura, to. Nakamura and Asuka, or Asuka, one or the other, or both, I would fucking green mist the shit out of them. Uh, I said that from the beginning. I don't give a fuck if I'm Zima-phobic and I don't drink Zima. Um, it always worked for fucking Muda, worked for Kabuki, and well, neither of them can cut a promo either. They, they're, again, they act like they're not from Japan. They, they want you to be excited because they brought them in because they were something special in Japan, and then they never push that part of it again. You know, they they kind of went with a strong style for for a little bit, and then they they stopped doing that. And he's just he's you know he's just Nakamura. He's nothing that you should get all that excited about. And I like I said, yeah, I mean, always before the Japanese guys, they always had some kind of a gimmick or or something that really set them apart from from the Westerners. And they don't do that anymore. And I, yeah, I'm not sure why either. Because I mean, can you imagine if he did that, how over that would be? Yeah, well, I I don't want to uh, go too far here because I don't I, I shoot Tim. I don't want I don't want to talk to that Scott tonight. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the switchboard is the switchboard is closed tonight anyway. So yeah, cool. nobody gets um, tonight. So, uh, but um, damn, I just thought about no callers and uh, something something about Nakamura though. Oh, you take, uh, you know, I always separate the old Japanese wrestling to the new. When you're a fan like a Dave Meltzer or a Jeff Baldron or even myself of Sayama and, uh, you know, you get Brody and you get matches that you couldn't get here. You'd see Dusty Rhodes against Bob Backlund and weird shit like that that would be like, holy fuck, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, it would never, um, it would never happen in the West. But these 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 new you know, weird fans that are just not, they weren't there from then. And now that I don't have anything against because I'm one of them. If somebody's good that I wasn't aware of, cool. But uh, these are mentally ill people who just want to be different, want to be anti-WWE, a large portion of them. And they're, I love New Japan, I got to get my shirt and whatever. And did you see the match between you? Yo, 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 yo? Uh, fuck you, retard. But anyway, um, the thing is, uh, you take, get, I'll just give Cesaro top of my head. You put Cesaro, take Kenny Omega out of the match with fucking Okada. You give him, what is it, two out of three falls with, uh, you know, no disqualification or whatever the fuck they're doing for their fourth match. 
fucking Cesaro's going to do as good or better than Kenny Omega. And Cesaro's a mid-card guy here who they put with Sheamus. Uh, Japanese baseball is not as good as American baseball, although the argument could be made about uh, Suzuki and uh, Otani, who's, you know, tearing it up. But, you know, there's very few exceptions. Uh, Look at Kenta, for instance. I don't even... I guess he's still on 205 Live. I don't know. But Kenta had the highest rated... He had the highest rated average match in Japan, and he was, like, you know, revered. And here he just fucking broke Brian Kendrick's face. And he just... He he has no appeal. It's not that they're using him wrong. He just doesn't. I mean, at least Nakamura with that song and his weirdness has some kind of appeal. You know, and... uh, Whatever, but just just stop with this Jap- Japan shit. I mean, I watch it. I dig it. You well, know, they kind of. Degree. I mean, get me, correct me if if you think I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I mean, that whole move was predicated on um, the indie scene, and, and there because there was and still is to some degree right now. There's this big underground or what is perceived as being a big underground push, which I don't really think is, but that's a whole other story, um, that somehow uh, indie wrestling and, and uh, what's going on in Japan is a far superior product to WWE. So their no, response was, well, so their response was, though, let's go get a couple of Japanese wrestlers, just in case, so that we can say we got some. Then it turned out that that really... Uh, it, it it really is the other way around. The indie response is we can't get the talent that WWE has, so we've got to we've got to create uh, some talent somewhere that they don't have, which becomes these indie darlings who, uh, like you said, if you if they didn't wrestle on the indies and you threw them into WWE, wouldn't get out of the, you know, they'd be in opening squash matches. If, you nah. Kenny, if nobody knew who Kenny Omega was, and I'm not knocking Kenny Omega, but if Kenny Omega just shows up, if they they grab him and say, "Here, look at this, we've got here's Kenny Omega," people who watch who watch wrestling are going to go, "Okay, what's what's he got that 52 other guys here don't have? Nothing." Next, but because he's the indie darling, you know, if you I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but but. And the same with the, the the New Japan thing. Okay, well, they know WWE is never going to do that. You know, they're never going to have 10 Japanese guys in WWE. So, of course, that makes that product superior in their eyes. Yeah. It's more, it's, more of a, it's more of a hatred on WWE than it is a love of that other product. It's just that's all they've got. So well, that's, they've got that's, to say that's great, that it's great. That's a great point, which, you know, I'll totally agree with. But, uh that point right there. It's they got to be ironic, they got to be different. And uh it's it's just weird uh to me. I mean, uh, but like I take like I young... said, uh Cesaro would would be uh noted as the best worker in the world if he were in those matches. And sure he's been to Japan before. Yeah, that, that, that's that's now... my whole point. That's what I'm saying. Like if you took if you took these guys that we bitch about, me included, you know, I go, okay, well, I'm not really sure why the, you know, 
Cesaro, uh, even Sheamus, even Baron Corbin, all these guys, and throw them back into the indie thing, suddenly they're a great big deal. Oh, WWE didn't use him right. He was untapped potential. Oh, fuck, he's the indie, you know, he went to Japan and fucking tore it up. Okay, well, he, not really. You know, yeah, the well, there's it's a... only it's only because you know it's the shit on the WWE. It's not because you know Baron Corbin's the greatest worker in the universe. I think you're you're stretching it a little of Baron Corbin because almost everybody well, okay, could maybe Baron Corbin's him. not the greatest. But you could take Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler, for instance, who just can't yeah, seem to get anywhere in, in WWE. If he quit well, now WWE. He yeah, but if he but if he quit or they fired him and there was some kind of you know they made it come out and made the comment you know well, he just didn't couldn't cut it or whatever and then he shows up at at, at Ring of Honor he's going to be their darling sure and at he could for a he while could, he could he could have some real good matches there with some of their and and he probably is capable of having some good matches but he's also going to get a certain amount of kudos just because well, well WWE shit on him. I'll tell you what, um, this is totally off what we're talking about, but but is connected. New Japan just hired a, uh, a Dutch man who speaks fluent English and fluent Japanese to be their new president. And Interesting. It's it's the first non-Japanese president of the promotion. So what I my first thing is, this dude's going to be like WCW hiring Jim Hurd. Like unless unless <laughs> he's unless he's because he's a bit he came from another uh, killer like corporate business over there or whatever that he was smashing like he's a real good businessman much okay, like WCW, WCW did yeah, as they we all know that businessman doesn't always translate so well doesn't translate and so if if you put him over there as the president uh, unless I you know unless I don't know that he's like secretly like a fucking a uh, die-hard New Japan guy who knows the wrestling yeah, business. Yeah, he's just knows, a businessman. Uh, uh, he's going to fuck shit up. It's quite possible, and I mean, and it, it wouldn't. It doesn't take long either, as we all know too. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. All, all I'm, I'm just saying that you know the car. The, there's always going to be that. I don't know how to play. Uh, the guy never got, you know, he never got a shot, and they never realized his potential. And then there's the flip side where you take guys that they they swear are the greatest wrestlers who ever lived, and they wouldn't last ten minutes in a WWE ring. So, no, no, they wouldn't. Like I, they, they my, don't my have, they don't I hate have to pick on them. Like the the young bucks are 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 two of them. It's not that they're not good wrestlers. I disagree already, but go ahead. Well, I think they're good. Well, maybe wrestlers is the wrong word. They're good at their shtick. They're indie shtick. They're good at that. But if you brought those two to WWE, I don't think they're over. I disagree. Um, I agree with your point in in uh, in a great percentage. But there are a few exceptions, and those two are two of those exceptions. Those those two fuckers uh, are now lifting weights too and making their body look better. And 
besides the the crazy like Meltzer drivers and and choreographed shit they do, when they actually just want to work and tell stories, they are legit. They are really well, fucking good, and it's not it's not just because one be of them was nice to me at a casino. They're not going to be able to do all that crazy shit that gets them over in the indie scenes. They won't. Let they're not going to be able to do the crazy shit. Yeah, but I mean, they, they, happen, so. they won't be they won't be stopped from doing, say, a uh, combo uh, standing moonsault and 450 springboard splash on an opponent. But they might be told that's the finish. So pin them after that. Um, but it'll get over. You might be right. No, I'm not sure if you are. You might be. But I, I don't know. I think that there is a chance that we may get to see that. I think they may uh, eventually. I'm, I'm sure it'll come eventually, yeah. Yeah, I they think they may eventually good. woo them with the bucks. Even they're going to get smart enough to realize that because uh, uh, WWE, you get your you get a you get a, your merch money, right? Uh, w, or most of it anyway. As far you as get, well, their, their whole thing gets, was always, you have to split it. They never ever to wanted to come it. to WWE because, or you know, they would never leave Indies because they make so much money on merch. But let's be honest, you're going to make more than that. Even if you're not getting the full cut at WWE because you you got ten times the fans, uh, or however many times the fans compared to an indie card, um, your 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 uh, fan is uh, making an appearance. Which one? Uh, your air fan. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought somebody called. There we go. Um, yeah, I, I suppose the only way we'll ever know that is if they show up. It'll take about Lord another knows, year, I would think. Lord knows they'll show they'll show up, and of course, the first thing WWE will do is, well, you won't be able to call them the Young Bucks. That's out. Um, I don't know. They've let. They've well, let I don't. The, yeah, uh, you don't know for sure, but they, that tends to be what they do, though. Is. Uh, you know, we're going to call them the Smith Brothers or whatever the fuck their name, real names are. I don't even know, but... Um, well, that, that could be their choice as well, because the Jacksons are, are their... I don't know if that's their real name, but that's what they go by, Mark. I mean, whatever the fuck. Somebody Jackson. Nick and Matt Jackson. And uh, So they could be the Jacksons. They could be the Jacksons, but that could be partly their choice as well, because if, if, the, if it doesn't work out if there... If they leave... Uh, they go back and still be the Young Bucks and have all that merch. Right. But yes, uh, no, yeah, no, in their some... case, in their case, they, they are really, they are very good, as was Ricochet. They're, they're WWE level as far as uh, they can do it all. And one, well, one problem in, I have. Is he in NXT? NXT, yeah. Okay, but one know. problem I have with Ricochet, not him himself, the WWE's treatment of him, um, and now I'm sounding like I'm going to the other side. So this, these are the exceptions, not the rule. The goobers think it's the rule. Um, Ricochet came right out. His debut was on that pay-per-view. It was an incredible match, and he looked like a human Spider-Man. And uh, he's great. He's The guy's just great. But anyhow, um, he, they gave this glorious to Bobby Roode. They gave the Nakamura theme, which is awesome. They really have this, I'm the one and only, and it's really not a good theme song for him. So 
part of me thinks like, are they really uh, maybe maybe downplaying him and making him making him kind of like get over in spite of their push? Because it, you know, maybe. a guy that he's be, he's better than Bobby Roode and Nakamura combined, and he's got more potential to to be a top draw and. If you give him that kind of entrance, or a Finn Bauer entrance, for instance, for uh, instance, all three of them can't draw what Ricochet can draw if he's used properly. And his his intro is kind of lame. It's just like I'm, his gimmick is I'm the one and only, and it's some fucking lame song about being the one and only. But it doesn't make you want to pop. You know what I mean? So he needs some help in the promo end of things. Um, for the record, the Young Bucks are actually Matt and Nick Massey in the real world. Um, so I suppose they could go by the Jackson brothers and that wouldn't affect anything at all. So as yeah. as uh, we're down to six minutes, so if you got anything else you want to get out of the system, now's the time. We'll try to end the show on time for a change tonight. Uh, what what didn't we talk about that I listed? Anything? How did the, the NBA uh, game? Um, well, we decided uh, we'll, not to we'll talk go. about the draft lottery or the NBA game for to save that for tomorrow. Uh, we never decide anything. Um, I, I'm no, not going to go into detail. The, we did at the beginning of the show. We just, we just said it was a pretty. I, I said it was a pretty good game, and it was. I watched. Uh, I'm not gonna go on detail, but I will. I, I will. I will. I will say this. Uh, haters gonna hate, but again, I told you, told you all. I was off by ten points. I said that LeBron James will get his thirty, but Boston will win. LeBron got his forty, but Boston won. So yeah, he got. He made me look like a genius because I I did say to our caller there the other night that he, he would probably get his he would probably get forty or even more, but it wasn't going to matter and they weren't going to win anyway, and they didn't. Although yeah. they had a much better effort tonight than they did in the game one, but um, yeah, there's a lot of Boston stories ain't lost at there. Home. Yeah, there's a lot of stories there. Uh, We'll see what uh, Game Three brings for them. But uh, oh, real quick, I can talk about this. What do we got? Three minutes? minutes? Yeah, about that. Yeah, no, you're good. Good for three. My my favorite, Artie and Anthony, uh, Artie Lang. Uh, oh yes, yeah. Uh, canceled yeah, his hearing. Canceled his hearing uh, because of health issues, uh, emergency surgery, so forth. Is out of the Artie and Anthony show. And now it's Anthony and uh, Dave Landau, who's a Detroit-based comedian, um, which will be a big hit because it was such, they were a good combo despite Artie being fucked up, but I guess Artie's life's more important, so it is what it is. That's because uh, your uh, your outrageous demands for uh, black hookers and cocaine were not met by the the network, and I couldn't get you that gig. Right, well, you never know. You know, I try, well, never I tried say to never. get you that gig, but you wouldn't you wouldn't pull hookers and hookers and cocaine off the out of the contract, and they wouldn't go for that. I know. I mean, the more we grow, you never know. 
agent. Mm-hmm. Guy's got to you got to draw a line in the sand somewhere, and if it's hookers and cocaine, well, then it's it's hookers and cocaine, then so be it. No, God, God, if if there's anybody listening that's connected to that, uh, God bless and well wished for Artie. Yeah, Hopefully no, guy turn shit around. I mean, Artie's had a he's had a lot of troubles, and a lot of it's been self-inflicted. But uh, I still don't want to see anybody. Uh, I don't know if he is in the position to make a full recovery anymore at this point. But uh, I wish him well, I wish him better health and, and uh, that he lives for a long time. Yeah, let's put it that way. Yeah. And on that somber note, <laughs> wide men can't wager. We'll ramble off into the sun as it's uh, two hours has went by again quicker than it seems like we don't even get a chance to talk about anything. And two hours is gone. So uh, for you, that those of you who struggled through it and listened, we thank you. For those of you who download it later and go, what the hell is this? We still thank you. We love downloads. We're download we're download horrors here at Wide Men. Not anything we won't do for a download. And uh I guess on that note, uh, tune in tomorrow, uh, eight PM as uh, Wide Men Can't Jump goes uh, south of or north of the border and has some Canadian content tomorrow when uh, I attempt to prove that I know anything about basketball which could get entertaining. Yeah, I'm I'm prepared for tomorrow, so we'll be okay. Yeah, Tom Tom's gonna have to bring his A game tomorrow, when when uh, this is this will this will be a sample of what you'll hear. Uh, so Tom, how about that, LeBron James? And Tom well, here's will talk the thing. for seven minutes, and then we'll hear Tim say, "Well, yeah, well what about that, LeBron James?" <laughs> and Tom will talk for another seven minutes, and we'll get through. There you go. Could be a guest or two. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Oh, well, you never know. Uh, we, you know, I did watch the board tonight. There was no callers tonight, but then nobody really knew we were we were going on the air either. So I know there was some listeners from our previous engagement, but uh, other than that, but yeah, we'll see what happens. If there's some callers, that that'd be good too. Well, nothing wrong with having some callers. Um, so that's 8 p.m. tomorrow. Why men can't jump? can make it and uh, I think that's pretty much it for me you got a minute to wind it up Tom uh, I don't really have nothing to say I am uh, tired tonight a little bit and tomorrow will be raring to go and it will I didn't do much bad taste humor tonight because we had a bunch of different topics tomorrow I'll do even less because I'll be I'll have my journalist cap on and uh, you know it'll be a bad yeah tomorrow's all, tomorrow's all business tomorrow so there will be no uh, there'll be no whining about other podcasts or any of that nonsense tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be we'll have our professional hats on tomorrow and try to give you a good, a good show, a good NBA show tomorrow night. So, right I guess with that, that's it for White Men Can't Wager. Uh, everybody have a good night and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks.